podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is a shortened version of our latest Patreon episode, our SBW membership platform, where you can listen to an extra Derby County podcast each month, all year round. Get a welcome pack for signing up, bonus video content, competitions, and big discounts on our Steve Bloomers Washing Derby County merchandise range coming this summer. Plus, you'll be supporting our independent fan content and you'll help keep the podcast going. So head over to patreon.com forward slash Steve Bloomers Washing to find out more and sign up for just the price of a coffee each month. On with the show. The season might be over, but we're not done yet. Hello, you're listening to Steve Bloomer's Washing on Patreon. Thank you so much for your support this season. We really appreciate it and we really love all the extra engagement we get from you guys on the Discord in particularly. Uh, The dust has settled. The wounds are healing, hopefully. And yes, I've checked and Derby are still in League One. But this season, it wasn't about the destination. It was the journey, as they say usually when things have maybe gone wrong. I am Richard Kutcher, and for our Alternative Awards episode, a tongue-in-cheek look at Derby County's campaign, I'm delighted to say we are joined by Tom Martin, passing a late fitness test. Tom, how are you doing? Yeah, much better than I was earlier this week. Uh, I think if it had been December, I might have ruled myself out of the running, but due to the fact it's playoff week, I'm, I'm saying that I'm fit for 90 minutes. I could probably only do 35. And nailing down a first team spot on the SBW roster once again, it's Blake Fallows. Blake, are you over the uh, 22-23 season disappointment just yet? Yeah, just about. Um, it took a it took a few days of sulking and feeling sorry for myself, like I was somehow involved in in the season and how it ended up. But yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm kind of over it now and I'm philosophical. We're gonna go through um, six categories uh, on this podcast, this alternative awards podcast. I think it's probably the worst possible episode that Chris has got me to host because, as most people know, regular listeners, I um, my memory is like kind of an eighty-five year old dementia-ridden goldfish. Um, so I don't know quite how I'm gonna deal uh, with recording some of these. But this is why we've got Blake and Tom on the pod uh, to, to help us through. So we've got six categories. But before we dive in, gents, we put out on Twitter how Derby fans would rate Paul Warren's uh, first season in charge. And um, yeah, mixed response, I'd say. Obviously, he joined nine games into the season. His final league record stood uh, at 37 games, 17 wins, 11 draws and eight defeats. Feels like more defeats for some reason, but eight defeats. Uh, and some of the re- some of the responses we got on Twitter were, were pretty mixed. A lot of sixes, a lot of 6.5s. We've got six. Uh, Stephen Pickering said six. Kind of like that sub who comes on for 20 minutes, doesn't do anything wrong, but doesn't have much impact either. Uh, DCFC Stephen, another six out of 10. Decent enough to stay on for another crack at it next season. But on the flip side, I personally believe not making the playoffs is a massive failure. 
given that unbeaten run and where we found ourselves. Good summer window, and I'd be positive we'd gain promotion next season. A five from Daz Cook, whose Twitter handle is Daz, 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 Daz. Uh, five from Daz, 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 Daz. The good run was followed by mediocrity at the wrong time. Don't like the constant jokiness when things are when things are going well, and then and then finger pointing and criticism of the players' attitudes when it's not going as well. Don't like his style of play much, but let's see what happens. Classic only child, one of our patrons, said five performance is all about leaving the shirt in better condition than when he received it. We've moved neither forwards nor backwards. Uh, 6.5 from Tim Walker. Mimi J said six out of 10. Harrison, four. Good in spells, but fell short. So yeah, pretty mixed. I don't think I see anything more than a six on there. We saw, There's some sarcastic tens from Forest fans, of course. Paul Warren gave an interview, quite a long in-depth interview on Rams TV a couple of weeks ago when he did say that he felt like the season was a failure because I think he expected and he expected of himself and of the squad to get into the playoffs. And I do, if you haven't listened to that interview, I do recommend listening to it because he does talk a lot about, you know, there's, there's definitely going to be major surgery of that squad uh, this summer. I think more outs than people expect and then obviously plenty of ins because we need them so worth checking it out but let's then take a maybe a lighter look uh, at back at the season and on to our alternative awards which of course means nothing whatsoever but uh you know it's our way of bookending this campaign a twist on the traditional goal of the season first among derby's 87 goals in competitions in all competitions was a few rockets, howitzers, screamers, fronkers, thunder bastards, as, as Chris, of course, would say, whatever you want to call them. So our first award is simply based on this. Uh, shit! Did you see that? He must have a foot like a traction engine. So what was Derby's best screamer this season? The foot like a traction engine winner. I guess, I guess, Tom, what is the criteria for foot like a traction engine? Is it just something which has hit really, really bloody hard? Where it kind of could, could throw the goalkeeper backwards into the net? Is that what we're looking for here? I'm wanting the commentators to make the ridiculous thing that not even two goalkeepers would have saved that. that <laughs> That's what I want to hear uh, from the commentary. I think, yeah, you're right, Kutch. Like a, like a, a long range sort of lined up, uh, and that could be on the volley, it could be from, from the floor, lined up and just hit it so sweetly. You're like, as soon as it's hit, you're like, that's going places. And uh, it screams into the back of the net and it almost bounces back out of the net without bouncing because um, it's hit so hard. That's the kind of thing I'm looking for from this uh, this category. So we do have a few contenders uh, based on that criteria, Tom. Obviously, uh, Max Bird away at Cheltenham. Uh, obviously, you and Blake both had the pleasure of being there right behind that one. Lewis Dobbin against Torquay in the Cup. I think that was from, a, was it from a corner in the volley? This, kind of down off the, I think it was off the bar and in, absolutely incredible volley. I mean, Hayden Roberts, definitely a surprising one, uh, surprising one pass from Connor Harrahan, uh, kind of towards the corner of the box. And and yeah, he just put his foot through it, didn't he? Right through the middle of the ball into the far top corner. So Blake, it, it may, maybe it isn't a different one, but I think it's probably between those three. What, what would you be your pick for the foot like a traction engine award? For my view of it, I was directly behind Max Bird's goal at Cheltenham and it the way it moved away at the very 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 last second it couldn't have been any more perfect the way it, it ended up in the in the top corner so for me it was it was that one I think that's just they're all good goals aren't they but I think that was just be, being right behind that and it was it was kind of straight-ish and then it just moved away perfectly at the last minute it was 
it was one of them. And it, it, we've just had one cliche from Tom about what commentators say. And it was like, yeah, he could hit that a hundred times. He wanted it like that again. It was honestly, he just caught it absolutely perfectly. So for me, it's got to be Max Bird at Cheltenham. I, t- I tend to agree. I think the right, I think the Do- Lewis Dobbin one is almost a te- it's too much technique involved for it to be this kind of this kind of award winner. If it was best technical goal of the season, I think Lewis Dobbins would would probably be in a greater shout. But I don't know if you know what I mean by that, Tom. I think it's just too much technique involved. Whereas both Birds and Roberts was really kind of foot through it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. And also I agree with Blake with regards to the bird, bird goal. I think the nature of the away end, Chris and I were a little bit to the right of you, Blake, that day. And um, I felt that I was directly behind that. As soon as he hit it, I was like, that's a goal. And it sort of swung. And I think the way that it moved, it meant that because of the angle from going from the centre into the far um, far corner, it sort of it was a perfect angle for me in terms of like going straight into the net. And it was an unbelievable hit and a, a brilliant game as well. A great start to the game. The dobbing goal, I remember Kutch when we went to Shrewsbury and um, dobbing came for the bench, I think, that day. And you could just see he had a little bit more yeah. than some of the other players. Played a lovely, like, a uh, little chipped ball, which sort of like it was a bit like a pitching wedge um, into the box. And he, you could see he was a quite exciting player. Never really kicked on. And when he scored that goal against Torquay, I was like, wow. It's unbelievable technique, and I really thought then he'd go on and and do something decent for us, and it never quite happened. He never never really sort of flickered into life fully. Um, Hayden Roberts, I think, technically again started the season slowly and really grew into it and became much more confident. And that that goal against Shrewsbury was a a, a brilliant strike as well, uh, which was less foot. But for me, I would say uh, Bird definitely has his foot like a traction engine. Yeah, I think unanimous unanimous on this category. I think I think Matt's bird edges over Dobbin because I think because of the type of goal, it just fits better into this category. The Hayden Roberts strike is a brilliant one, but I just don't think it's it's quite as emphatic as Bird's. Um, although it was probably more even more surprising than Matt's Bird's. Uh, so let's give that one Matt's bird. Congratulations, sir. Probably the most. Uh, most pleasing award you've won in your career to date, I expect. So, underachiever of the season. So, from one of the best goals of the season to maybe an underachiever of the season. This was one suggested by patron Jason Ives. Um, I think there's probably a few contenders here, all with the exception maybe of of, um, of Chester have blown a bit of hot and cold. James Collins has been put in here, a potential underachiever of the season. I think it's fair to say at the start of the season particularly, a lot of chances went begging. I still look back at that Charlton away day. I think it was second game of the season. You both would have been there. I wasn't. I was in America at the time. And Collins had a couple of great chances that day. I, I still feel that if he put a couple of those away in the first half, he would have had a very different season than Derby and possibly Liam Rossini would have had a very different season um, this year. So James Collins is, is in there as maybe an underachiever. Uh, obviously, James Chester played a handful of games. Um, maximum that's no fault of his own I imagine Tom Barkhausen I think Tom Barkhausen can be a bit unlucky here because he just doesn't seem to have given much of a given much of a chance particularly in, in the run-in which was I found a bit surprising Louis Sibley still I think frustrates a lot of fans and then Harvey White obviously joined in loan in January and probably didn't get the kind of game time that he was looking for so Tom for you underachiever of the season who, who who out of those five or maybe someone else kind of do you think maybe deserves this uh undeserving award uh, it's a it's a tough one really i think and i, I think i'd agree if you cut at the top of that what you were saying there i think the collins especially he had so many chances in that charlton game and he had a number of chances uh before he then scored his first goal which again i might be wrong but i think was i think maybe it was plymouth at home but um it took him a bit of time to settle and you were sort of hoping for a Stevie Howard S season and it never quite came. And he, he sort of, yeah, he sort of 
flattered to deceive a lot and I don't think he was a he was like good enough for us up top through the middle uh, and I think we we had problems going going forward with him him there and I think if we'd had someone maybe different whether or not who that would have been I don't know so therefore I think yeah Collins would have been the underachiever this season there's a lot of like hope for him especially with the goals he'd scored for Luton and other other sides around and I, I just think I've been a bit disappointed with him and uh, I think he'll he'll play a bit part next year rather than a key role like he has done this year this the comparing the expectation of Collins to the Steve Howard season is absolutely bang on for me. I, I expected for him to be a championship club last season. I mean, he didn't feature an awful lot and, and didn't score many goals, but you think he's he's dropping down a level with us. Um, James Collins, I think I expected maybe 15, 20 goals. He, he hasn't done enough for me, I don't think, for, for to be a number nine striker in, in League One. And we've been very lucky with the season David McGoldrick's had that it's kind of messed up slightly. But if you're going into next season, are you going to have another incredible season from David McGoldrick or do you need someone alongside him up there? If he, if he signs that is, I'm being very presumptuous, but do you need someone who's going to go out and guarantee you at least 15 goals, maybe 20 goals? Is James Collins that player? I don't think so. For, for me, it's a difficult one because it's not like he's, he's had a, a, a terrible season. I'm just very underwhelmed by his season. I think that that's probably the criteria, Kutch. I, I don't know. It's been an underwhelming season for him, for me. So I'd have to go with James Collins. Okay, uh, Blake's definitely going to lead the way for us on this next category. Best away limbs scenes of the season. Um, I'm going to run through five here, which kind of spring to mind for us. Uh, and as ever with me, Tom and Chris, we did. we got to a decent number of away games this season. We managed to skirt every single one of these which definitely is true to form in terms of our fortune when we do go to follow Derby away. Uh, Port Vale, the late, late winner from Nathaniel Mendes Lang in front of an away end. That looked absolutely incredible. Uh, David McGoldrick brace away at Exeter is another option. Accrington Stanley, I think it's quite a famous picture of you, Blake, in the, in the away end uh, behind those two missed penalties by Accrington Stanley, followed by Asula uh, scoring just about 10 seconds later. He goes on to score two goals that game. MK Dons, uh, good away win. I think 6,700 away fans there that day. Sounded sounded pretty good on TV. And it was uh, yeah pretty impressive away following. And then, of course, Liverpool, which we lost on penalties uh, in the Cup, but 5,500 away fans uh, at Anfield. Blake, uh, for you, which were the best away limbs of the season? This is a really, really difficult one. For me, you can toss a coin between Accrington and Port Vale. Port Vale was just incredible. It was, it was, we said at the time, it's something Derby County don't do. We don't go and do that. We don't we're play, don't go 1 0 down, um, playing not the best and, and pull a result out of nothing. And, and at that time, it was part of the run. We extended the run with the result. So, incredible limbs. But for Accrington Stanley, being on the open terrace, there was more Derby fans there than Accrington fans. The two penalty misses and the goal in the space of about three minutes, I think it was. That's one of those things where you, when you witness it, you go, I'm probably never going to see that again. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Um, so to ha- just if it's based on limbs, I'll, I'll rate the limbs out of 10 for each of those moments that have each of those incidents of it <laughs> within, the, within the three minute spell. It was probably a six out of 10 for the penalty, first penalty miss. Probably an eight out of 10 for the second penalty miss. And what is beautiful and what makes it the, the ultimate limbs of me of the season is the missed penalty limbs were still continuing 
when a Sulev broke through and scored. So I don't think I've ever been part of uh, some limbs in an away end celebrating one thing when something else happens at the same time. So just for that, it was just incredible to be on an open terrace and, and that three minutes of craziness, just incredible. Just incredible.